Did you get my sister a birder reference? No. She's from Seinfeld. Alright, what year are we in today? Oh, I think it was 2001. Two. 2002. It's 2001. I'm always Last off by year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The year was 2002. It's funny that I usually go through the films that stuck out to me the most out of the year. But a lot of these movies we already talked about. I'm surprised how many movies from 2002 I have in the collection. You got a list frozen in time? Panic Room. We definitely yeah. talked about. Oh, it's up there. Which I put at the start of the list. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Cool. Plays Sister Roberta. Oh, cool. In the movie that we will be talking about shortly. Uh, Road to Perdition. I'm surprised that wasn't uh, 2002. We definitely have talked about that already. <laughs> oh, wait, it is 2002. City of Still God. Still stuck in 2001. City of God. Oh, yeah. TMN. Digital Cable, baby. 2002 was in its prime. Gangs in New York. Wow. Oh, beautiful feature. Talked about that for sure. John Q. Talked about that. Yeah. Come to your emotions. The Ring. The Ring. I remember that one really grabbed me by the balls. Yeah. I think we did talk about that a little bit before. Yeah, definitely. I remember mm -hmm. it being up on the... Mm -hmm. On the chopping block. Catch Me If You Can was also up there. Oh, I really enjoyed that movie too. What a thrill ride. Yeah. That's All those sort of uh, Catch Me If You Can things. Kevin Mitnick, this hacker, also had a similar sort of trajectory where he like hacked his way all across the U.S. Yeah. Different identities and all the sort to stay away from the FBI. Yeah. Netflix actually has a new show about hackers... And I, think, I saw that. And I, I didn't watch it, but I saw it on the recommended or whatever. Yeah, I watched the first episode, and it really reminded me of this uh, thing. And like Ghost in the Wires was his book. I was yeah. right into it. The uh, the Cap'n Crunch uh, whistle for phone freaking through the telephone to make yeah. free calls and stuff. <laughs> Holy. Uh, the Manhunter remake. Oh, Red Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, I remember when it came out. I went and rented Manhunter with my grandparents. Yeah, I remember thinking it was scary first time I watched uh, Red Dragon. It was a bit spooky. Like I think I probably already saw Silence of the Lambs mm -hmm. before Red Dragon, but I found Red Dragon to be a bit more intense. <laughs> my only celebrity story is meeting uh, Julianne Moore when Hannibal was in theaters. I get her autograph. And I actually had a camera with me, like a disposable one. Yeah. But she was there with her son. So even though I was only After like 13 years old, she didn't let me take a picture with her. After watching the movie Safe, I just see her different. It was rough. Is that the one with Ryan Reynolds as well? No. Ah, different Safe. That's Safe House. Oh, whatever. That's Denzel. It's way down the road. I get Denzel and Julianne Moore uh, mixed up too. Hey, watch out. Episode 806. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, 
Van Wilder came out in 2002. Oh, based on Burt Kreischer, the machine. Yeah. And I remember Ryan Reynolds. First time I ever saw Ryan Reynolds was this show, Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Shop, which they ended up just calling it Two Guys and a Girl. Yeah. Afterwards. Do you remember that show? Is Young in it? Oh, yeah. Well, not. He's like a teenager, 20 year old. Cat Dennings? That's not the same show. No, 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 no. It's. I don't like know if I ever watched it. To this was truth. like around the same time as Brotherly Love and stuff like that. All right. Pretty sure. But yeah, and then Van Wilder, and that kind of was Ryan Reynolds' persona ever since. He's been Van Wilder in the, the game. I went to see Van Wilder for free. I'm trying to brag about that. I think it might have been a sneak peek too. Yeah. Sometimes my friends would get one of those tickets. Yeah. You ever get one of those? Somebody walks up and you got a, I got a ticket for this movie. I did. Yeah. I didn't think that came out till Friday. Yeah. That's what all the commercials say. No, no, they're playing it tonight only. Yeah. So can you make it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and Phone Booth. Oh! Which, another of the Colin Collection. That's amazing. Which I really enjoyed. I'm so glad you brought up Phone Book. Yeah. Phone Booth. I miss Phone Books. They were around 2002. I have a shirt that's pretty offensive that says, Welcome to New York, Duck Motherfucker, on it. I remember it well. And you see that shirt hanging in that movie. Someone pointed that out to me one time. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. There you go. So, also in 2002, was a coming-of-age film that really gripped me, and I know it gripped you, too. It actually was an adaptation. I don't know if you knew that. This that thing? It, yeah, that it came from a novel. Written by Chris Furman. Great pronunciation and a great, uh, that's a shelter and a job, Furman. Who actually uh, passed away before the final revision of the novel. So this is a bummer. <laughs> but, but it has a dedication to him. Exactly. At the, I didn't understand that. And it seems like... It's a dedication to maybe a character mm. in the movie. Like maybe, yeah, because like, this is something that we speculated that maybe it's based on true events a bit, mm-hmm. but it's actually a dedicated <laughs> to the uh, <clears throat> writer. Oh, interesting. I, I'm going to track down that book. Yeah. It did, is the uh, book called the same thing? I'm not sure. Interesting. No, it's not. I can't remember what it is, but I remember reading it, and it wasn't the same. Well, I'll find it. So it did very good with the critics, but not so good in the box office. It had a $12 million budget, and it only made $2 million back. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Dangerous Lives of did, the Altered Boys. I guess I never looked at it like a theatrical release movie. Yeah. Just, just assume, like straight to video but although i felt like it was almost you know when when i first saw this movie i almost felt like i i don't feel like anyone has seen this 
Yeah. It felt like a hidden gem. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, I was probably close to the age of these characters. Yeah. So I remember really liking it and watching it a couple times when I was young. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, back when you rented a movie and you had it for seven days, like, I watched it three or four times before I brought it back. Seven-day rental? Video difference? Rest in peace? No. Yeah, that's true. That did have seven-day rentals. But most places only had two days on new things. But this definitely would fall in the one you could get for five or seven days. I remember my dad... uh, I I never understood as a kid why all my dad's movies uh, had video difference packaging. (laughs) And it was like Black Sheep and Liar Liar. But every time I'd go to video difference with my mom... They'd be like, yeah, you owe us, like, lots of money in late charges. Oh, she's yeah. Like, what the hell? Because he kept putting it on her yeah. account. And phone numbers, poison. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Jerry of this story is played by Emil Hirsch. Yeah. And I really like the guy. Like, I know you've watched quite a few things with Kieran Culkin. I haven't watched much... Other than seeing him play Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he likes a two liter of Pepsi. That's true. He makes him wet the bed. <laughs> and a couple of ring dings, I'm sure, after some pizza. Some, oh. some New York style pizza. Not <laughs> Chicago. That wasn't deep dish, though. Yeah. That wasn't the deep dish. What's your favorite Emil Hirsch film? Probably this one. Or uh, second, Speed second Racer. To this one. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen Speed Racer. <laughs> no, just kidding. I never watched Speed Racer either. But this was definitely the first time that I saw Emil Hirsch. But I think your second film is probably Lords of Dogtown. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's good in that. Also plays Jay. He plays Jay in uh, Lords of Dogtown as well. Jay nice. Adams. Uh, Girl Next Door. I yeah. saw it in theaters pretty sure we talked about that before mm-hmm. uh was absolutely in love with alicia cuthbert from popular mechanics yeah so that was a wild ride watching she, that she she was your alex mack <laughs> oh man uh <laughs> secret life yeah secret life she my uh jenna what's her name milani malone malone yeah she was your girl and ask ask and she will come because <laughs> she's here yeah but she's he, playing like uh i saw on her instagram something she's playing like a nun in like a horror movie or something now oh really it's called covent or covenant or i think that is it a remake or is it like a part two or something Got no idea uh, he also was in alpha dogs I really liked that film. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake? Justin yeah. Timberlake's in it. And uh, rest in peace, Antoine Fisher. That's a movie. Yeah. Ah, how terrible to fuck up this guy's name. But I remember watching him. What's messing me up is that I really liked him in the show Cuff. Huff? Yeah. With uh, Mo from The Simpsons? Hank Azaria? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huff. And 
uh, he played the son, and his name was Bird. And that's what's really messing me up, and I wish I had this guy's name prepared. But I really liked Alpha Dogs. And I remember uh, looking at Emil Hirsch a little different now, seeing him in Alpha Dogs. Like, not so much like, oh, he's an adult now, like we've talked about uh, other characters, but just like, ah, this guy's a little piece of shit, maybe. Mm. Maybe this is what he's like in real life. Uh, And then, did you ever see him in the Bonnie and Clyde two-parter? TV series? No, I remember you watching it and recommending it, yeah. but I don't know if I ever... No, I no, I never did. Uh, I was really excited for it. I think maybe walked into it with like really high expectations, mm-hmm. and it was a little too soap... It was a little too TV movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was good. I really loved uh, the remix or remake of bang bang uh nancy sinatra oh. like a cool new version of it the the tremolo yeah. guitar. Yeah, yeah 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 so they did a really cool uh, more modern version like lots of bass and stuff like that for the trailer of it which kind of hooked me right away uh so, but you know it was good fizzled out what would have made it worse is that I guess Hillary Duff was supposed to play Bonnie. Oh, really? And that would have really fucked it up, I think. Would have taken you out of the whole thing. Yeah, just Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Probably around in 2002, I'm sure. But enough about yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Let's get into it. Yeah. I know you're, uh, you've been waiting, waiting to talk about this one. Yeah, another comic book movie. Yeah. Oh, speaking of comic books, just this little tidbit. Go on. You know who produced this? Sister Roberta herself. Jody. Yeah. And also Todd Gack. <laughs> what kind of name is that? No. What other Todd do you think might have had their hands in this? McFarlane? Yeah. Yeah. Anything comic book related, that guy's like into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Todd McFarlane was a producer on uh, Alter Boys. Yeah, wow. It doesn't really seem like his art style so much. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So first shot of this thing, right? Mm. Remember what it is? A big erect <laughs> power pole. <laughs> well... I guess if you want to speak very technically, that would be very acceptable as an answer. Because you must erect the pole in order. <laughs> Grizzly terminology. But, <laughs> but yeah, in the shape of a cross or a T, yeah. whatever you liken it to, transformer atop it. Yeah. Just a couple of lads bonding here over yeah. a near-death experience they're doing trigonometry homework yeah it's brilliant <laughs> triangulation not a lot of math students go out and put it to the test <laughs> that's right yeah these guys are unless Jewish. they want to become an architect these guys are the movers and shakers <laughs> yeah yeah they always wanted to pretend to be an architect <laughs> um so out of the whole experience right they're there confessing their deepest desires or something 
And our boy Emil there says um, Margie Flynn. Yeah. The babe, Jenna yeah. Malone. Yeah. <laughs> we getting rocking out to the Atomic Trinity song. Oh, yeah, Atomic Trinity. Yeah, those ruled paper comics. Yeah. You know, I don't normally get art. I usually have to have it explained to me. <laughs> and then I got to get the explanation explained. Especially those paintings that you got to stare at and cross your eyes and blur a bit. And then it's like a, a ship or something. Magic eye. <laughs> Memory burn. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah. Um, then communion, I guess, going on. They're there. Vincent D'Onofrio's in the place. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah. You have no idea how much you're going to love him when We've you finally see Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we finally see Margie. Old Margie. <laughs> um, Always makes me think of Fargo. Yeah. Gotta eat your eggs, Margie. What's his name? Kieran. Yeah, Kieran Collection. That's what we're watching, right? Yeah. Um, he sent a letter off to old Margie. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a little poem enclosed. Didn't even have to read it through the shelves at a library. <laughs> you know, these these folks haven't really talked yet. Mm-hmm. Margie. And it seems like small towny and like there's only 10 people in the class. Yeah. But they've never really exchanged words, these two. He's, uh, I guess he's out there uh, mostly with his guys working on their comic books. Yeah, the Atomic Trinity. Um, we got Ass Kicker. Ass Kicker. Bracken. <laughs> yeah. He's showing his picture where it's just got shit everywhere because yeah. Ass Kicker is pretty literal. Kicking <laughs> the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, Major Screw. Oh, yeah. He gets clowned. Yeah. His art sucks. Yeah. His 69s look like 47s. <laughs> but he's the... Uh... He's the one who could be like the, what do they call him? Not the manager, but he's the The editor, maybe. No. The story editor. No. Tim? Yeah. Kieran? No, no, no. Major Screw. Major Screw? No, no. He doesn't, that's, uh, he doesn't even count, according to Joey. Um, one of them they have like oversee everything they yeah know that he's that's tim more, yeah when they say you do you're a do nothing he points to his name in the thing and he's like you know what i'm the guy who oversees it and makes sure that it's not all 100 percent suck going into this thing mm. um basically tells this wade guy he sucks mm. who's bracken bracken's one of the trinity Oh, you, they got this Guardians of the Galaxy kind of hmm. cartoon personas going hmm. on. And then the muscle. Yeah. There's like a Drax and a Groot looking character. Yeah. yeah, it's the muscle and Bracken that look similar to Guardians of the Galaxy for sure. Now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they still got to go to class. And that's where they... What's her name? Assumption? 
Assumptia? You called her Roberta. I think that's kind of easier, but Jodie Jody Foster's Roberta. character. She's got a real can't stand you kind of. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, she's annoying. Yeah, that's how she treats Tim, young Kieran. She's bringing up uh, Aaron his dirty laundry. Yeah. Talking about his parents being alcoholics and divorcing. Yeah. Um, and then they bring up the homework. These guys were out there doing that triangulation as homework. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even pick up on uh, any reference to his parents. In that scene? No. I, ca- I can't remember that. All I can remember is the scene later on where you actually see them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're but doing they're... doing math. <laughs> normally on a grand scale. Normally students can't even do math. Yeah, they can do the equation, but can they put it into use? It's anathema. Sure guy. They don't they don't like it. Don't make up words. <laughs> Just for the cast. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so then uh, they're out on the field, right? And uh, Vinny, the coach, is out there. He's getting kicked in the back of the head with balls. He's just taking it all. Lucky um, he doesn't give them atomic wedgies. Yeah. <laughs> it's going. His head. teeth are like baked beans. <laughs> and, yeah, he's got a real about face yeah. about the whole thing. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so he goes there, and um, he's going to address the whole letter thing in this poem. So he heads over to Margie, and, uh, oh, my ex-friend sent over this thing. There's this whole awkward situation, and uh, it's got a little bit of that Margie, Margie, burning bright, mm. right? You're like, what, something sounds a little weird about this. Yeah. You know, listen to this, like, uh, I don't know what you expect to find out there, but I do know. I know I can't stand here and watch you destroy. <laughs> That's just an excerpt of, uh, I don't know, what was this poem? Neil Simon's Chapter 2? I thought it was Tropic of Cancer. <laughs> or no, Tropic of Capricorn, sorry. Yeah. Memory's fading. <laughs> But yeah, so so what happens there? Is Kieran trying to get with her first? That's what you kind of think based on that. And then she's just willy-nilly gets with the second guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it turns out he's actually saying, I sent this. In your name? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yada yada, it's just an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it boils down to, uh, I I do really like you, though, Yeah, out of all of this. So it did get them talking. This Tim is good at getting the ball rolling on this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then they have what is the quintessential, almost, of a coming-of-age thing. Where the young people get to bicycle through the streets. They come around the corner in the town. Yeah, that's in a lot of films. Yeah. Kind of uh, now and then vibes. Yeah. If they were used in the proper lane, which doesn't exist in this town mm. back in the 70s, 
I guess we should say this 2002 movie takes place sometime in the 70s. It was in my notes. I forgot to say it. Yeah. Jerry was like 10. (laughs) Jerry was around the same age as these guys. Oh, that's... Did you happen to take note of where this takes place? I don't know. No. Chicago, I'm guessing. Chicago. It's a John Hughes joint. (laughs) So they're heading down to the kiosk. You meet the kiosk guy. You know, the first of a couple characters you see again a few times in the movie. He's got the new swamp thing in. Mm Mm-hmm. Just to set, you know, it's those very subtle things that set the year. Mm-hmm. He's super tripped out when he's talking about He's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he's the, the guy. The mirror monster. <laughs> but he's the guy. They go to him for everything. Yeah. yeah. They do go to him for everything. Yeah. He's almost like the... the uh, he's their greasiest friend. Yeah, the character Chong plays in that 70s show. Oh, yeah. Leo. That's a good... Classic, like, stoner. Mm. Yeah. Especially the, in this case, just into comic books. Never, <laughs> never grew up in this coming-of-age film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where that's almost the level of what they're aspiring to be. They probably look up to this guy when a lot of the outside world would look down to him. But Major Screw is just out there. Screwing away. <laughs> well, he's more of a drill, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Going down on guys. Yeah. Um, so they get the idea that maybe they should do a story with this dang book. They've been fussing so hard over, but Tim wants to be a skeleton, young Kieran. Tim Watley? Tim Watley. Doesn't want to be a dentist. This guy wants to be a skeleton. Um... I thought it cut off. We're good. Wants to be a skeleton, you say. Yeah, and then... Stupid. You're seeing that these... You're uh, the muscle! <laughs> yeah, Jodie Foster is really their nemesis and becomes the antagonist of their story. Oh, yeah. Um, Nunzilla. Yeah. And then Princess What's-Her-Name gets added in. Um... You got the mom. You see the mom in there. Yeah. Uh, she kind of knows that this is the body of Farrah Fawcett and the face of the Flynn girl. Yeah. You know, can't get nothing by her. Yeah. He seems to have a pretty regular family in this one. Yeah, exactly. The dad's just, you know, he's the head of the house. He's got a whole bunch of siblings. Yeah. Kinda... It was like the... Uh classic family ties you know what he lived the life of the classic american sitcom Mm -hmm. where everyone around him kind of had a lot of dysfunction going on one of my least favorite parts of the movie follows that where they're all on the bus singing kumbaya Mm. whoever needs to hear even in 2002 whoever needed to hear Kumbaya again. If that van's a rockin', I don't come a knockin'. I guess maybe it doesn't get old for some people. It's never fresh. Yeah, it's almost like Desperado. When I hear Desperado, (laughs) 
I just tell anyone to just be quiet for two minutes. <laughs> it's my song. <laughs> Goes like into a trance or something, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. Practically, uh, practically like hearing a merry heart. Phil's <laughs> <laughs> looking a little bit up. Do we not have any coffee stains yet? No. Just her? In the shape <laughs> of Fidel Castro? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Kumbaya on the bus. I wonder if she uh, sued. <laughs> it was too hot. <laughs> you got a case. Yeah. Um... Yeah, kumbaya on the bus, fleeting glances. This guy's the, got the Kevorkian for sure. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? The nun is just like ruining uh, Kieran's day. They're back there talking, hiding. All right, see. Back there talking, back there talking, back there. Talking. Yeah. Say. Fleeting glances. Um, so Assumptia or Roberta, whatever, notices a little too much fun happening. At the no back fun at the back <laughs> at the back of the activity bus. <laughs> too much fun back there. <laughs> yeah. This is no Peterman tour. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No. That one was uncalled for. The reality tour. <laughs> the real Peterman. Yeah. <laughs> the low hanging fruit on that one. One of the The best. bus is easy. One of the best, Jerry. The best. <laughs> uh, so they're headed to the zoo. Based on true story. Oh. Yeah, they they got the internet. They can find the inside look, guy. I'm just letting. It's not like the parking garage. (laughs) Nobody knows about the parking garage. They do if they watched last night in Soho. Yeah, Texas Swap. I mean the episode, not the movie. Oh, Texas Swap. (laughs) The old switcheroo. Doing this year. It can't be done. Kind of remind me of Leap and Larry when you do that. Yeah. Oh, Leap and Larry will be coming out later in this. Um, So they're headed to the zoo. You're right. (laughs) Um, Did you know that the turkey was supposed to be the United States uh, national bird or whatever? And then bald eagle... Outdid it. Out got outvoted. And what was the first one? Some kind of turkey. That would have been weird. <laughs> Just because of Thanksgiving? Yeah. So my grandfather actually uh, helped the osprey become Nova Scotia's provincial bird. Oh, yeah. You did mention that. Yeah, and that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Looking at one. At the top of a T-shaped power pole, little nest up there. It's a beaut. It's an impressive looking bird. Yeah. It is kind of like a discount bald eagle. 
because it comes around here. We didn't lure it here, right? Yeah. Prefers it here. Oh, it likes it. Yeah. Does it say all winter? Is it a is it a snowbird? The osprey. What do you think? I hang out with them, guy. (laughs) Um. So, speaking of big birds, we got big cats, cougars, panthers. Whatever you prefer. Coco the monkey. <laughs> yeah, they're there. Um, they're going to have to apologize to Coco the monkey. They're going to give him the blues. Double O for ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. At the zoo, they're hanging out with that uh, another stoner type character. Mm. And uh, they say... Does the animal have a soul? Or does it go to heaven? Something like that. And, uh, oh, that was a very thoughtful question. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> it's one of the more memorable lines in the whole movie, actually. Yeah. That's a very thoughtful question. Um, they say how they're taught that they're, um, Yeah, unlike us, they can't sin the animal. Yeah. And I just feel like they're talking right to Tim with some of this. Yeah. Almost like a... Hit it. Yeah. Getting indoctrinated. (laughs) But he uh, he relates to this kind of stuff, I think. Um, You're getting to know Tim. Mm -hmm. He's an animal. He's an attention seeker. Very biological. Yeah, pretty textbook of a kid. Not getting the love at home. Mm. Not getting the attention at home, so he fiends for it. Yeah. Outside of the house. Even if you don't, Margie digs the question. Oh, yeah. Now she wants to hang out in, um... Oh, but that's tomorrow. Tonight we drink. No, wait, that is tomorrow. Hennigan's? <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Um, no, because it smells on their breath, actually. They have to eat uh, anchovies so that they can get it off of their breath. That is true. With Hennigan's, you can drink, and they won't smell it at all. But yeah. Paraphrasing. This is really the fun and games of the whole movie. Yeah. Them getting the hang out, doing uh, kicks, doing shots, mixing up their swamp water. Bruce Lee fans in the 70s? Yeah, you can tell what pop culture they're into yeah. for sure by the angle of some of those kicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sharing smokes, uh, throwing gross shit at each other. All the things that boys will be boys. Um, then they get down the business. Uh, someone's doing flip books. I got a friend, Bob Sacaman, who's doing flip books right now in 2023, to <laughs> yeah. tell you the truth. Selling 15 bucks a pop. Yeah. I um, remember doing flip books. That's very of the age. Mm-hmm. Or like people around doing flip books, for sure. Yeah. Then right after... Emil's got this other engagement with Margie, 
and they head to this abandoned place where she used to get piano um, lessons. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about, and they're kind of dishing on Tim how he's only got crazy ideas, like stealing cougars and uh, something about a place where you, you can make your own pizza pie. Yeah, no, it becomes uh, Margie and Tim are kind of fighting over Emil's character. What's his name? What is his name in the Bracken? (laughs) Gotta give it a goog if you really want to know. They're fighting over him like he's uh, Keith Hernandez. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. I haven't seen that one in a long time, actually. Two Carter. Yeah. Oh, that would run like the 42 minutes or whatever on Netflix. Those yeah. are fun watches. Yeah. Um, did like that kind of like ghosty scene where they do go into the piano place and they break in through the back down the stairs into the basement. Yeah. And uh, she's got this flashlight. I almost wanted to call continuity because I didn't see it in the previous scene, but I didn't go back, check for backpacks or yeah. anything. Where's the flashlight going? Well, it's a big old flashlight. Yeah, it's yeah. the thing. Hard to conceal. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever, they're there. They have a little make-out session. Um, he's kind of on the left, so he's having trouble making a move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, oh, seeing. Oh, and then she got to go because I don't know, like, drinks got swapped or what, but she smells something she don't like on his breath. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Should have been drinking Hennekins. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? I didn't mean to cut you. No, I can't remember. Oh, fuck the old. I think. Well, just that, like, watching this movie again as an adult. Yeah. You know, it kind of hits different than when you were watching it when you're, like, similar in age to these kids. I know. Like, when you watch it again as an adult, you're kind of like, oh, like, fuck, this is, like, too far. Like, you're thinking, like, someone actually filmed this? Yeah. And, like, choreographed this? And was yeah. like, yeah, just grab them there, pop off the shirt there, little Emil. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it just seemed, like, kind of cringy. Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. Um, but Jenna Malone's a year older than me, so. Emil's probably older you know. than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Pat you on your head and give you a tussle there, oh, Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you're right. These guys are just kids. Like, they got their comic book going, but it's just kind of uh, like cliche stuff. Like, it's not the most mind blowing story. Like, there's like whatever Margie's characters, like, we need to restore this land and shit. But at that time, it seems like the coolest shit ever. Like, did you ever do comics? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember, uh, again, like, we were crazy into wrestling, mm-hmm. which is funny. 
Great timing. You learned how to draw a bicep real well, good. We used to do comics, and how we started it off was just picking all the kids from our class. Oh, yeah, and, and giving them super weakness. It, they were just like stick characters. Or like if someone was a little bit bigger, they'd be like rounder. We, we'd find characteristics that you could give to the... And this is when stick death was around and stuff. And it was just yeah. easier to draw. But everyone had a weapon. Because nice. it was around uh, celebrity death match as well. So everyone had a weapon nice. that kind of was based off their personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like we used to... It was all black, but there was a lot of red. You know <laughs> what I mean? Putting all the blood into it and stuff like that. Yeah. In like 2002, this would have been around the same time that Exavin was going down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Already passed. Yeah. And then we started actually coming up with characters. Yeah. Especially because then the wrestling games were coming out, so you could create the characters. The character creation in wrestling games is always over and above. Yeah. From the very start. I To the, the point that I only bought an Xbox just to make characters from our scripts. Yeah, that, that, that is wild. That yeah. blows me away, but it's 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. My characters always came out looking a bit off. Something yeah. uncanny about them. But I did like when you could look up how to uh, make wrestlers oh, out of the assets. Cause. Yeah. What? Cause. That was called? Create a wrestler. I looked them up so many. And the, you, you're putting them like, okay, 73 yeah, there for was, the eyes. and seven, It was know. a meticulous process. Uh, yeah. It could take yeah. an hour to create a, yeah. some rendition of Bret Hart. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember doing all that shit. Yeah. Around this time, 2002. I know. So also, uh, me and a buddy who I, you met, Sandy. Oh, yeah. We created this thing, uh, Carrot Top, which Exists. was a light, a light-hearted character that was not the stand-up comedian, but an actual carrot. Oh yeah, easy to draw. <laughs> Pretty triangle kind of. Wore purple. We already, you know, those colors pop off each other. It's funny that we came up with. Well, carrots used to be purple, and then. He had like a purple blazer on and he would actually fight crime. Yeah. And like he was very, purple with the purple very, blazer? Very stupid ways would he win the Was the carrot purple? I I, no. The oh, bl- shit. the blazer was that he was wearing. Oh. But I wish I could remember some of the villains. Like if Carrot Top is the superhero, hmm. the villains must have been uncanny. Me and Sandy Did you we, say the they were canned? Like, is that a canned carrots? Uncanny. Uncanny. <laughs> the villains, I'm sure <laughs> they must have been. But we actually got in trouble. It was a assignment in grade six or something that you had to create this story. And it wasn't a comic, but it was a picture book. Yeah. And we created this story about this guy that was playing basketball and missed the shot and and it was supposed to be like a a happy story about someone's life or something motivational or something feel good romp but we um he uh, it's hard to remember but he like lost his legs 
And then he has to go up to a mountain and, like, find the courage to go back. And he goes back, and he goes to the basketball court, and, like, everyone was laughing at him when he missed it. Mm -hmm. And he shoots the final shot. Or he, he goes back, and he shoots the shot, and it goes in. Swish. But no one's there to see it. Yeah. And it was like not a happy ending. That's empathy, baby. That's that's a Terry Fox run. That's a oh god. That's a jump rope for heart right there. I think we should cut that whole part out. Back to the movie. Whatever. That's your creative journey, buddy. <laughs> I got my start doing Mortal Kombat uh, three. I would draw the characters and sell it to people. Oh yeah, yeah. I was into that too, drawing like, drawing like characters, drawing wrestlers, drawing cartoon characters. Yeah. It was more like, sometimes you get away with a little tracing. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? I I would mostly draw by hand. Hmm. Yeah. Just imagine. I was always pretty good at that, but I never like got the, uh, like they'd often be from the same angles. Yeah. So, meanwhile, these, <laughs> meanwhile, these ingenious guys are working on a pulley system. True. And, uh, yeah, Tim is wondering uh, what's going on with him and Margie. He's like, I set you up. Uh, you know, I got no job. I got nothing. You get in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this movie is all about math. Almost. Pulley systems, yeah. triangulation, uh, stealing the statue. Yeah, ripping them off. Yeah. So, it must have been... Someone ripped me off. <laughs> Someone ripped us off. That's what they were saying when the statue went missing. Yeah. <laughs> Someone ripped us off. <laughs> But everybody loves Raymond. It couldn't be mm. him. Yeah. And I and, guess they thought that they that statue didn't belong on a ledge somewhere. <laughs> well, it was looked ex exactly like one that my parents used to have. Yeah. And I was using it as a microphone one time to <laughs> dance it around yeah. to MacArthur Park and mm. all of a sudden I drop it. Yeah. Slips right out of my hand. They haven't made the good potato since. <laughs> um, I don't know why that would affect the good potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was like one of the craziest things that ever happened. Mm. Just in seeing my dad naked. <laughs> but it's funny how Vinny's just hanging out there having smokes. As this 300-pound marble ride just dangles above him. Yeah. Like a ball filled with oil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got the memory burn, don't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, but it's funny. The Jodie Foster's character... 
She just hates these socks. She's got to pull up her socks <laughs> when he walks in the room. Yeah. Something wrong with the elastic in that one. They keep sliding down. <laughs> anyway, she's fixing these books because uh, if she doesn't do it every night, then they'll just be get worse and worse. Which is kind of a metaphor, I guess, for how she's trying to deal with them. Well, especially when the books keep coming back with pictures of pee-pees and wee-wees. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the math is good, baby. They get that statute down. Is it? (laughs) And they bring it back to their little uh, home base. They're monks. Yeah. <laughs> and they party around it. Mm. And I remember like not never stole a statue, but you know, there is definitely some things that as kids you you have and it's almost like your monument. You know, it's something that you always go back to. Yeah. You always have this little the spot that you go to and it's never bare. You always have to have something to kind of party around or look at or Yeah. Whether you acquire it, whatever way you acquire it, there's always a little something there. But it's not all peaches and gravy. Shout out to Bob Sacamano. Nice. <laughs> um, there's uh, a little bit of a breakdown with uh, Meal and Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you, you continuously keep learning. You know, Emil's character is pretty flat yeah he is who he is you know what i mean he's, yeah. a, he's almost a straight man but you learn more and more about kieran's character as oh, you go yeah. especially he's, you see uh how he's reacting watching yeah. him at home yeah and he's attitudes see yeah see her tonight yeah. see her tomorrow go and they come across a dead dog <clears throat> do we get there yet i don't know i don't remember the dead dog what? Maybe and he it. picks it up, and he's walking with it, and he's saying, no one's coming for this dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that, actually. And he's actually. crying. Like, yeah. It, it means a lot to him. Yeah, absolutely. I totally forgot about that, actually. Yeah, and th- this is before you see his home life, I think. Yeah. And Emil's trying to tell him to leave it alone, and he's like, no. Like, no one's coming for this dog. Pretty rough scene, actually. Yeah, but there he's also... It's like jumping there, and he's already having problems with the girl. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of a f- fungus side in her medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole, like... I, I remember wondering this, watching it when I was young. Is like it's never confirmed which story is true. Yeah. Because she tells a story about her brother. Yeah. Comes on to her. Well, you think he's round in second then, base, but he's not waving her in. Yeah, didn't wave her in. What? You think he's round in second base, but she's not waving him in. But then you find out that she was waving him in. Because the second time she talks about it, yeah, yeah, she says that it was all her fault. She blackmailed them into doing it or something like that. 
<clears throat> and I even remember this as a kid being like, this is like, this is weird. Like that made me cringe. Yeah. Being well, Emil doesn't know how to react to this yeah. news. Yeah. He goes to try and hang out with Tim after because he's like, he's disgusted basically yeah. by it. But he's young, you know, that's a lot to handle. But what, was, what does Tim do? <clears throat> well, Tim... Let's it out the vault. No, he he's there. You see his parents fighting. It's like a panopticon. You can see the whole thing. Okay, it's a so reverse peephole. You can see his parents fighting. And you can see him sitting in front of the damn TV one inch away in his own world. Is that a note or did you come up with that on the spot? <laughs> Be honest. It's a note. <laughs> Beautiful, nonetheless. <laughs> anyway, um... but yeah, that's exactly when he. Because I remember he like it's weird that he's like walking, but he's walking across the street and just like looking into Tim's place. Yeah, but that's exactly when it's after she, he finds out the information for the first time. You get uh, to have. Uh, Roberta there trying to break down the boys trying to figure out who the culprit is yeah and like this seemed it's another thing like obviously the author or the people that did the adaption were trying to you know you can see what they're doing here yeah. Because Jodie Foster's like, I will finger the culprit. Yeah. And not, like... Yeah. I, we'll throw out phone numbers. Yeah. You're not a numbers guy. You've got more of a sweet tooth. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was all hopped up on cinnamon swirls. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the... Um... But even, like, is the cougar implied of anything? It's Tim. You know, these angsty kids. It's Tim. That's he's connect. He's mind connected with that thing, man. He is the cougar. Yeah. Wild at heart. Yeah. But you'll always return to your dark master. The cocoa peak. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Whatever. You got something better to talk about? They're showing the cartoon. Yeah. It's got all the amateur cliche. Yeah. Princess is downed. You think that they <laughs> would have just converted to uh, Jewish Orthodox by now? Yeah. <laughs> Jewish Orthodox. That, that was awesome. Mm. George studied so hard for that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's when Kramer has the Kevorkian. Yeah. Delure. <laughs> Gotta bathe in garlic and vinegar. No. Oh, yeah. Emil is inviting the Margie onto the secret missions now. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Real Keith Hernandez move. Yeah. Tim not liking the old schmoopy move. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're schmoopy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Marge doesn't know if, uh, 
Tim is jealous of her or jealous of him. Yeah. <laughs> They're finally heading back to the zoo to apologize to Coco the Cougar. You get a moment of preparation before things break down completely. Mm. And everybody's at loggerheads. <laughs> you, you got no idea what I'm talking about here? Um, what's his name? Emil and Tim. They just outbreak into a little tussle and stuff. Book gets thrown at the wall. You know, all their work is semi-destroyed. Mm. Um, and then... Oh, that that's when he tells uh, Tim. And Tim... You can keep a secret for like 28 seconds here. Yeah, let's it at the vault. <laughs> let's it at the vault. You're, you're fucking right, he does. <laughs> They're playing uh, soccer or some kind of shit. And he lets out with a sister fucker. I can't remember. Is that what he calls him? Something, something like, like that? that. <laughs> at least I didn't fuck my sister or something. Real out of trouble. Yeah. Emil, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> he ends up getting his fucking... The vault? Open. He gets the... Yeah, you're out of the loop. You know what this means, don't you? <laughs> That's so funny. Mm. Yeah, but then Emil gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah, that fight is pretty hilarious, actually. It's pretty Degrassi. Put a fucking dent in his bike helmet. With a kick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had him pinned up against the fence. He would have lost a point in an MMA round. Talking about Pete from Friends? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you're doing, Joe. This is Kramus. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he was uh, getting beat up by Donnie. And then he's off licking his wounds, watching Woody Woodpecker on his uh, couch full of sisters and brothers and whatnot. And uh, was he in the Macy's parade? <laughs> yeah. It, um,. Don't get it. I fucking referenced them earlier, too. Pittman. Pitt. Mr. Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Don't drop anything sharp out the window, Emil. <laughs> he's there. And he's like, I don't know. He's pretty subdued. And Wade and. Joey, is that the other guy's name? I don't even know for sure. But they come to the door, ask if he can come out and play. He's not allowed to go any further than the end of the driveway. Mm. They're like, oh, how's it going with Margie? <laughs> like, these guys are not in the loop either. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like complete side characters. Yeah. 
But it was always the Atomic Trinity. Yeah. Because the other guy didn't count. The other guy doesn't count either. And, uh, but anyway, they come to tell them, like, we're going to meet with Tim. Like, we're going to resolve everything. The cougar plan is still on. Yeah. Rest assured. Yeah. And, Gotta uh, happen. yeah. Not much math involved. <laughs> Oh, the pulley system, the pulley system. <laughs> yeah. The triangulation. Yeah. There's tons. And, uh, yeah, it shows some cartoon again. Finally, the bitch is dead. Skeleton My- manages to... Ah, uh, he th- throws his skeleton finger at her. Does he ever? After she said that she's going to finger the culprit, the culprit fingered her. Oh, dang. And, uh, yeah, I guess they they head back to the zoo with their thinly sliced meat. (laughs) And, uh, you know, one time I sliced a piece of meat so thin. That I couldn't even find it. Did you? Yeah. How'd you know it was there? Well, I guess I just assumed. (laughs) Anyway, they give this big cat the wrong medicine. (laughs) But how do they do it? Uh, they got this, uh, oh, they got a blow dart gun, right? Mm. He's there, he's like, son of a bang! Son of a boom! (laughs) So then, uh... Um, Oh, and then they show some videos of his childhood trip to Michigan. and puts it right out. Oh, except for that guy you mentioned earlier. Leapin' Larry. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Tim goes down to the lower deck where all the cougars are. Yeah. Nova Scotia reference for you. Yeah, so, sorry, I should take... We should take it back. Because <laughs> that was told, like, through a thinly veiled jokes. But, um, yeah, so they're there. They got meatballs. Yeah. And, um, get it filled with, um... Did we brush on the little roach yet? Oh my god. So somewhere in this thing... The little roach. The little roach. Yeah, we we do gotta do a complete rewind here for a second. So roll it back. Uh, when do you think it happens? It's after fun and games. It was after he got beat up. I think it was when they got back together. And they were trying to make amends. Yeah. They went and met up with comic book guy. Yeah, at a trailer. And <clears throat> they're they found that's him at where home. They, that's where they get the drugs. Yeah. To to date rape the cougar. What was that? Tryptophan? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, Mickey. They want to slip the cougar a Mickey. Oh Mickey. 
Yeah. Sounds so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so the cougar can't wasn't. I'm, can't believe I'm saying, Mickey. <laughs> so the cougar wasn't high; it was heightening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Huh? <laughs> What's that guy's name? Which one? Wade, Joey, heightened. the guy that was heightening. Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they got. So yeah, this guy says, "You want to smoke a little roach?" Yeah. And it is a little roach. <laughs> like I don't think you could go out there. And find a roach that small. Yeah. And he pulls it out of his how, sock. How small was it? And Just for the people solely listening to this. Uh, I don't think you'll be able to make it out on camera. <laughs> and the worst part of it is he lights it up and he takes two puffs. Yeah. And Like there is nothing there for those yeah. two kids to smoke. Yeah, we were already a little past filter. Rest in peace to Pat Stay. The coolest line that he ever said on a song was, uh, you know I got no, f it was a classified song, and he said, I ain't got no filter, class should have put me on the end of this joint like a roach clip. That is a good line. That's a crazy line. Yeah. That's genius. So, there is like this, almost uh, the beaches level kind of uh high scene smelled like the beach to you what they're, they're running around the forest yeah like leonardo dicaprio the beaches isn't that the film oh the beach <clears throat> oh when Where he's like on video game like it's just weed in that isn't it it's not much is it mushrooms in the beaches when he goes nuts and it turns into a video game yeah <clears throat> but it kind of reminded me of that, like this high scene, how they're running around. I don't know, it was like very overplayed. Yeah. But I guess like we remember being that young, doing that, and we probably did the same thing. Yeah, but true it was, enough. It was very like over the top for a reason. Yeah. Because that's how you feel at that age kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it was very much so like a bonding moment, like reconnection. Like, these guys had to have that little moment just to feel like buds again. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah. you know, we can both probably also relate to. It's like, that's how it kind of works. Yeah. When, like, little rifts happen between friends. It's like, yeah. let's meet up, but not necessarily, like, talk about the shit. Mm -hmm. Let's just forget about it yeah. altogether. Yeah. So that happens leading up to this big uh, coker cougar <laughs> cougar melon camp idea. Yeah, Leaping Larry was camping melon camping for sure. So now we're back. We're back. A couple meatballs. Yeah couple uh blow darts yeah tim goes down to the lower deck yeah get himself a cougar yeah everything has gone the plan 
They've really set it up to make these guys a bunch of real competent fellas. Yeah. Like, you know, very exact measurements. Yeah. On the brink of death. Um, you know, pr- being precise has been a necessity yeah. along this whole thing. And it comes down to, yeah, this really unexpected variable is he's there, you know, finally getting to have this moment yeah. with the cougar. Yeah. And this is where you're saying, like, Tim is the cougar. And him it hol- holding, to it. holding that dead dog. Yeah. You know, it's not just him wanting to nab this animal just to be a piece of shit kid. Like, this means more to him. You can tell just by the way he's, you know, coming up to the cougar and touching it. And Yeah. He's just like an animal that wants to be free. Yeah. Needs an escape. Mm. And he's, a, he's made out to be a real bright dude. Yeah. And he's got a pretty good right-hand man. He's getting tenenbaumed. Yeah. <laughs> Frank? That's going to be my new thing. It's just saying every person in movies that are getting tenenbaumed. <laughs> it's like they're brilliant people, but just something in life is just fucking them up and keeping them away from their full yeah. potential. Yeah. He's a virgin. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> Oh, boys' school, isn't it? Yeah. In it? In it? Oh, and after he dies. Oh, what? The melon camp in Leapin' Larry. The last thing we said was that uh, he was caressing the. the oh. That got the Mickey. He was having his moment. Yeah. He, he knew this thing was. Done and, for, you know, like they had succeeded. This yeah. thing is asleep. And they told him not to go down there by himself, and yeah. he did. Oh, he made some bad decisions. And then what happened? They never saw this other cougar in any of their visits <laughs> to the zoo, unfortunately. They should have had a second spitter. Yeah. <laughs> Got mauled pretty hard. Parking garage. <laughs> Mall parking garage. No, Mauled to death. Come on, man. Second spitter. That was my best material. You, you're having the... That was Banyan material you just spewed. That was Ovaltine. I'd never be your mentor. Or was Hershey's. Oh, Henry. Yeah, you take me to Mindy's. You take me to Mindy's. Um, and then, you know, it cuts to the wake. Yeah. What's really weird, actually, is when I was young, or, okay, so looking back on this film, 20 years prior to when we just watched it, for some reason, I Mandela affected myself to think that there was a scene where they actually took the cougar and brought it back to their home base and had it in a cage. 
See, and, that's how convinced you were in their mathematical skills that you thought they and pulled it off. There was something to do with him in the cage that there, like, there's another movie. There must be another movie because I can picture it so well that someone gets in the cage and then it, it swats at it, and he can't get out of the cage. And I always thought that this is Alter Boys, but it might not be, or maybe I just dreamt this up. But that's how I always thought that this movie ended. I remember the thing about the cougar, but I don't remember the second cougar, so it actually surprised me yeah, when we watched it because yeah. I didn't expect it to happen at that point. That's a very thoughtful question. Mm. You know what? And I'm glad that happened because it made me enjoy the movie that much more. 20 years later after watching it four times in one week hindsight is 2002 baby mm. that's the future baby is that how it's ending <laughs> it's the future baby well if only we were that good at math All right. You got to drink after you. Cheers. <laughs> Live dangerously. You fucking altar boy. It's A-L-T-A-R. <laughs> <laughs>